friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 25, Sasha interviews OBGYN and Rosie founder, Dr. Lindsay Harper. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. It is your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm super excited to bring to you an amazing woman physician today who probably knows more about you and parts of yourself than you know about yourself. And she's going to be bringing us some really great tips on the importance of women's health. Um, I do want to make a disclaimer that we're probably going to talk about some adult issues. So if your kids are listening, if you're driving in the car, you may want to put on your headphones and listen to this podcast because it's more adult conversation. And I'm going to answer a question from the audience before we get to Dr. Lindsay Harper. So one of the questions I just received was uh, from Dr. R. And she says, I am really excited and thinking about coming to the Brave Enough Conference in September. I'm really struggling, however, to leave my newborn and my toddler. Can you relieve any of this pressure I am putting on myself? Great question. I've been getting so many emails and um, direct messages about the Brave Enough Conference. Just to let you know, All of you are welcome to attend. It's in Scottsdale in September, September 12th through the 15th. It's a CME conference for women physicians. And we're really focusing this year on well-being and the fact that we all belong. We all need connection with other women. And we're going to focus on that. And so just on the theme alone, I would tell you that, you know what? I understand leaving your children is really difficult, especially when you work full time. Leaving your spouse is difficult. But when you come back from these conferences and you come back from investing in yourself, whether it's a retreat or a conference or a girls weekend, you honestly are probably a better mom for it and you're a better wife. And so I want you to think about three days and think about 365 days in a year. That is 1% of your year, 1% of your year to devote to you for your own professional and personal well-being. in my opinion is worth it. So I think we often put guilt in our own minds and we just have to be really objective and look at it, that's 1% of your year. If you cannot give yourself 1% of your year, you are probably your own rate limiting step in your professional and personal development. So please join us at the Brave Enough Conference. We would love to see you there. You can find out more about it at becomebraveenough.com or braveenoughconference.com to register. So without further ado, Welcome, my friend, Lindsay Harper, to the show. She is amazing. She is a founder and CEO of Rosie, which is a women's health company created to connect women who have decreased sexual desire with evidence-based resources. And let me tell you something. I asked Lindsay to come and speak at the Brave Enough 2018 conference, and she blew the whole audience out of the water because she's smart. She's, she knows the literature, she knows the data. And she spoke to us as not just, you know, this amazing woman doctor standing on a stage, but as like, she would talk to your best friend and she helped me. She helped so many other women in the audience really get real with themselves about, you know, their own sexual health, which I think is so important. And honestly, many times we go to the doctor and we just don't get this information. So I asked her to do a podcast about this topic. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm going to cry. That was like the (laughs) best introduction ever. Thank you so much. That's like my dream come true for my life. So thank you for that. Well, well, you just... 
I can't even tell you how many women came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I didn't even know I needed to hear that. I didn't realize I needed to hear the education and the information that, that Lindsay just brought to us. So tell us, how did you go from being, you know, an OBGYN, which is very clear, straight path, I think for us in medicine, you know, when you choose your specialty, it's like you follow all this path that is placed in front of you by the people that have come before you. But how did you go from that to thinking to yourself, I need to help women in a different way. And I need to develop a product to help women in a different way. Talk to us how you kind of came full circle. Well, it's, it's been a process that's for sure. And I'm still sort of in the transformation um, part of that process, but it all started, you know, kind of on your topic of burnout. And I didn't know that I was burnt out. I don't know that I would have even called it that at the time had I been presented with the information, but I think that there was just something that I went into medicine for that. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was getting anymore. And so I thought to myself on a lot of different occasions, like if I didn't do this, you know, the same office, you know, hospital life, what would I do? What is my true, like core passion? And the answer to that was patient education and how I just love, especially to empower women with accurate education about what is going on with them. It's like a light bulb, you know, you, you don't know something and then someone who understands it in a different way talks to you about it. And then your whole life has changed just from a conversation or a, an opportunity um, to learn more about yourself and how your body might be working. And so I sat on that for a while. How does that even work? How does that look? And then I started to notice in my practice that there was a real deficit on my side, on my um, part of my training, which is that I wasn't able to effectively help my patients who had decreased sexual desire and just generally really sexual dysfunction um, at all. And that's because I hadn't been trained. And it wasn't because I missed that day in residency or because I was out for six weeks on maternity leave at one point, but it's because it's not taught. It's not taught in medical school. It's very, there's very little of it taught in residency. I think my residency program had an hour of training. Um, and so I just, I just felt like that was not acceptable. And I really wanted to understand what was going on in this landscape. So I became a member of this society called ISWISH um, that studies women's sexual health. And I started to understand that there really are studies. There really is evidence to, um, you know, help us understand how to help patients better who have decreased desire, which is so many millions of women. It's 38% of women, which represents about 30 million women in the United States. And so the fact that all these women have this problem and, and OB-GYNs don't know how to help, and I now have sort of the the ability to do so led me to sort of shift my thinking to think, how can I help people not on a one-to-one basis anymore, but on a one-to-many basis? What is the platform that can help me spread this information the fastest to all the women, not, not just me, not just my patients, not my friends, but everybody everywhere who needs it and who could benefit from that. And so that's where Rosie was born. I love this. I love that you saw a need. You First, you saw a gap. So you realized that, you know, patients were coming to you and you did not have information to help them, which, you know, is so, so amazing because people expect us as physicians to have like 
to just know everything, everything about right. our specialty. Right. And, you know, even my mom or my parents will call and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I have this rash. And I'm like, do you yeah. understand that unless it's propofol, I can put propofol on that. Like, don't ask me about a rash. Exactly. But I love that you saw this need and that you realized like, okay, this is a very common problem. And we in medicine are not addressing it. So how can I first address it with my patients? And then how can I address it with many, many more people? So can you just give us like a little case study? Because I know there are women listening that are like wanting to know, like, this is me. So like, can you just give us a little example of like what a woman would come in and say to you and how you didn't know what to tell her, but now you do like about low, you know, libido or just, just, just give us a little run through. Perfect. So, you know, really there's this um, one patient from whom I have drawn all this inspiration. And her story was really that she was a professional woman. She had many balls in the air. Um, She had young children and she had a loving partner who happened to be a husband. Um, They had a supportive and loving relationship but she was in front of me in tears and I had delivered her babies. I felt responsible for her, you know, care and well-being. And she's in front of me in tears. I don't know what to do. This is causing so much, um, you know, so many problems in my relationship. I'm worried for the future. What is wrong with me? I feel like if I tell any of my friends, this is what she literally said. They'll look at me like I have three heads. And I mean, I am almost in tears with this patient because of her level of distress. And what I really wanted to share with her was that literally the three people right before her had told me the exact same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. we feel so much shame because of all of this isolation and secrecy around sexual health and sexual dysfunction that could be eradicated if we could just have conversations like this. I mean, literally everywhere I go at kids, you know, mom's parties or at executive parties or wherever, this is all I ever talk about because this is like my, clearly my passion and what I do for work now. And it, the thing is, is that it opens up so many conversations that nobody has ever had before. And that to me is such a powerful and energizing part of this, because even just talking about it, even whomever is listening just for you to know that so many other women are experiencing the exact same thing that you're experiencing. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that your marriage or your relationship is doomed. There is definitely, you know, hope for whatever, whatever season of life you have to be in. And that's oftentimes what this is, is this a season of life where we've let intimacy and sort of the prioritization of that part of our relationship get away from us because of all of our obligations, all of the things that must be done. So what has happened is that we have all of these priorities priorities within our day that take over all of our time. And in our society, we've relegated intimacy and sex to the end of the day, which is when everything else is done. And that's when we meet with our partners in the bedroom. And then we're expected to sort of, you know, connect on this really deep and meaningful level. Well, that's just not going to happen. So what we have to do is retrain our brains, retrain our priorities in order to make relationships and intimacy sort of top of mind. And this is an exercise that we, you know, kind of went through it brave enough, which is name for me, your top three priorities. And this, and you've been really good about this, you know, 
uh, crystallizing this for me, Sasha, is like, how do my priorities align with my actions? Mm -hmm. And that's just the exact same thing for intimacy. It's like, I can tell you that in a committed relationship, in a healthy one, that that is going to be a top priority for most of us. And if our actions are different than that priority, then it's not going to get the the attention that it deserves. And so really, the three behavioral interventions that have been shown to improve desire are re-education. So just helping women to understand their bodies. What is a normal sexual response cycle? How can I think about how my medical conditions or my medications might be affecting my desire? And then what are the actionable steps that I can take from that knowledge? Also seeking out, you know, it, we call it, you know, looking for sex all around you and that, and not in like a salacious way or in like a, you know, seedy way, but like, how can we reconnect with that part of ourselves that, you know, most of us have been in touch with at some point, but maybe it's gotten lost in the professional part of us or in the mom part of us. And we just need to, you know, reignite that, that part of ourselves. And then lastly, working through communication about intimacy and about whatever messages we may have received growing up. Um, through self-help. And so these are some really great interventions that have been proven. They have the data behind them to show that they can increase desire. And I'm just passionate about introducing women to those um, interventions because it can really make a very big difference in their lives and then therefore their relationships and even extending from that their families. You know, it can have to do with their children. And a lot of times as professional women who are often moms, you have to find a secondary motivator. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's just like you're, you know, talking about brave enough it's like, okay, well, it's going to pay off in dividends for your family. It's because, because ourselves, for some reason, we're not good enough to do something yeah, for right now. Know. You know, we'll, we'll get right. you there. Yeah, I but know. it does, it pays off in dividends for everybody around you. You know, so I, know. I think it's very if valuable. I, it's funny how if I tell women, you know, coming to Brave Enough will make you a better, a better woman. They, they, right. they still don't want to make the sacrifices. But if I say to them, coming to brave enough will make you a better doctor. Oh, okay. Then I better sign up. And it's like, it's just like you and the importance of really focusing on your intimacy. So I love that you said it has to be at the top of our priorities and not the end of our day, which I think is so common. And the problem that I see and I hear, you know, and I mean, it's, I experience the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like another thing I have to do instead of it being like the first thing that I should think about is my relationship with my husband. Cause I always hear, I think it's really interesting because I hear a lot of women say like, you know, oh my gosh, I got to be with my kids. I got to spend time with my kids. I got to like, like yeah. we kind of, we almost like we look up to the woman that, you know, does everything for her kids, but we often neglect our relationships with others and our, especially our relationship with our partner. And, you know, if I say, oh, I got to leave work because I got to go have a date with my husband. People look at me like, what? Yeah. Right. But yeah. if I say like, I got to get out of work cause I got to make a soccer game. Then I'm like super mom. Right. But, Absolutely. But really the foundation of our family is the relationship with our partner. I mean, every year that I age, I think about my kids and I think of them growing up and choosing their mate. And I think that is the single most important decision I've ever made is who I married. It's not what, what specialty I chose or where I live or my career or like, that is the single most important decision I think a person makes is who they spend their life with. And so it's funny that we kind of, we don't talk about these issues though. Like we're embarrassed to talk about them. And so, you know, 
what do you tell the woman that comes in and she's like embarrassed to talk about this and she feels shame that she doesn't have, you know, desire or she, it's the last thing on her list or she just can't seem to, you know, feel sexy and want to have a, a, a relationship with her husband or want to have sex with her husband at the end of the day. Like, what do you tell that woman is like very, like maybe a couple few things to get started? Absolutely. So I think the most important message in that conversation is like, I got you. I hear you. I understand this is so um, important to you. And I am your person that that I can help you with this. You know, I think just that that safe place to go is so, so valuable to women, because if you can imagine the confidence or the, um, you know, the nervousness leading up to them telling you that, like I have had women who have sort of been practicing that conversation in their heads for months before they come to me. And, you know, and it's like, man, the fact that you trusted me with that information um, is awesome. And thank you so much. And that to me is just so, um, it's so powerful that we shared that moment. And so I always start by normalizing like, Hey, this is a super common problem. This is core to who we are as human beings. Just because people don't talk about it doesn't mean that it's not like a huge big deal. And I am so grateful to you for sharing that with me, just really reassuring that choice from that patient. I love that. Is where I would start. I, I yeah. love that because I remember at the brave enough conference. You talked about how like you heard some of your colleagues and things they told women <laughs> that, that maybe, yeah. I mean, you think about all the like, like strength it takes to admit that to uh, your doctor and to right. ask that question. And then the last thing you want to hear is like, well, just drink a glass of wine. <laughs> right. That is just, that to me is so sad. Like that's the last response I want anyone to say, you know, because it's like, okay, you're going to take this moment that basically they just like tore their heart out and laid it on your, you know, exam room floor or whatever. And you're going to, you're going to kind of blow it off. You know what I mean? So right. to me, just acknowledging, even if you don't know what to do, even if you don't know the next steps, just acknowledging that, that courage and that moment, I think goes a long way to developing that patient, um, physician relationship. So that's the first place. Yeah. That's the very first place to start is just acknowledging that. And then I would say the next place that I would direct a patient to would be some education and some self-help. So there are some really great books out there um, that I love for patients to read. And it really gives them a lot of confidence because it re emphasizes the fact that this is a really common problem. It sort of maybe educates them about sexuality in a way that that's never been done before that gives them a lot of confidence and how they're feeling and the hope for the future. And so some of those great books are um, A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex by Lori Mintz, and she's a PhD. And then also another great one is Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. I love and there's that. There's just, yes, and there's a lot of books because this is oh, really important to be educated about this. And it's, it's very and important. And it's based on science. You know, this isn't like, exactly. you're, you're not like committing a sin if you go out and buy these books. And I think there's so much shame around this for women, especially that you just are like, Oh my gosh. I I mean, I don't even know. Like, I I don't don't even know where to start. You don't know where to start. And yeah, you know, one of the things that you have taught me, which I have used this thought, it's a, it's just a complete thought distortion that I've changed since 
hearing you speak, which one of the biggest things you said was, you know, sex before dishes. And like, we all laughed so hard about that, (laughs) but it's true. Like I always think like, I'm going to get to it once I do this and I clean the kitchen and I do that and I do this, but then it's like, I'm so tired. Like you're so tired. You don't want to bring your most exhausted self to your partner and you don't, Absolutely, you're not going to have as, you know, great of a experience yourself. So I've had to reframe that. Like what is more important, my relationship and my connection in my marriage, which is actually like the foundation of our entire family or loading the dishwasher. (laughs) Right. And it's very clear when you think of it that way, because who cares? You know, exactly. That's exactly right. And it sounds like kind of trite, you know, sex before dishes, but when you take it internally, like you've done, it actually can be really powerful because it's all about that reprioritization and not waiting until there's literally 0.5% of you left, you know, to really invest that time that probably that love language into your partner. It's like, you deserve this. You have committed your life to me. And not only do you deserve it, but I deserve it. I deserve to be in touch with that part of myself. I deserve pleasure. Sex has many, and that's one of these things that the books that I just recommended are really good for is actually, especially in a doctor brain, educating about like the physiologic benefits of sex. You know, it's like, it's like even better than exercising. And yet we're just like sloughing it off to the side, like no biggie, or like it's a chore for someone else. There's actually a lot of great benefits physiologically for us as women from being intimate and from keeping that intimate bond with our, our partners. So, yeah, I love that. I love it. And I think, I think sometimes we tend to look at it like one more thing that we have to do or, or, and if we're not doing it well, or we're not doing it enough or whatever we think about it, then it's like another thing that we're self-shaming. So it's another thing that we're like, it's like feeding this cycle of like, I'm failing at this. I'm failing at that. And now I'm failing at my sex life. Like it's, it's crazy that we, we have this kind of, but then we don't know where, how to make it better. Where to so start. I love that you're giving us some tips. I love that you talked about reeducating our bodies, thinking about just thinking about it, thinking about sex right. in the brain, you know, communication about intimacy is so important because, um, I think, I think it's, if you can't talk to your spouse, like the person that loves you more than any person on right. the whole planet about this, your partner, then like who can you talk to about your needs and your wants and your desires, you know? So I think, I think just this podcast is going to be so well received because I don't know a woman out there that isn't, hasn't struggled with these issues, you know? Um, Well, me neither. Yeah. In one way or another, I mean, that's the thing. We're not born with sort of perfect sexuality. And also sexuality changes as we age. When we're young, when we're in our 20s and 30s, it's not the same as when we're pregnant or when we've just had a baby. And it's not the same as when we're, you know, perimenopausal or menopausal. Like it's an everlasting conversation. And so really mastering those communication skills as early as we can. You know, for, for us, maybe it's in our you know, thirties or forties, but maybe we can do better with a younger generation where they're more comfortable talking to their partners earlier in their lives so that we can all continue to learn and grow together with our partners. Because what we want or what we need in our, you know, thirties is not the same as what we want or need in our fifties. And unless we have that open communication with our partner, then there's no opportunity for growth, you know? So that is a real key to it is that sexual communication. And that's hard to do when you're not used to growing up, you know, talking openly about sex, which most people aren't. 
then it's actually really hard to kind of, even with your committed lifelong partner, to kind of take that leap. But in all of these resources, it literally gives you like sample scripts to, to start that conversation. And the more you do it, the easier it is. And also it signals to your partner, hey, like I'm open to talking about this stuff and I want you to talk about it with me too. And you can really get to different levels of communication very quickly with just a few quick, you know, tools. So I, I love that part about this, about this topic. Well, and I think it also says like, I, I care about this and I care about you and I care right. about us when we, when we really open up and we show that we're, we're like trying to improve our communication or discover something new about our, our wants and our desires, our needs. Like that's, that really says a lot to how we value our relationship. And so tell us about Rosie, cause we haven't talked about that yet. And I really want to get to it. So tell us all about Rosie. <laughs> I, this is so cool because number Thank one, you. this, I know how hard it is to Ha- be an entrepreneur on top of being a, a physician and having a career and kids and everything. And not only that, you are developing a product, which is so amazing. So tell us about it. Yay. I have major props for you for this. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. It's like the biggest gift of my professional career for sure. It's my fourth child. That's what I've been calling it. But um, <laughs> so Rosie is a mobile application that you can download. It's available on iPhones, on iOS right now. So you can go to the app store and you just search Rosie, R-O-S-Y. And it's basically a platform that offers all these behavioral interventions um, in a fun and digestible and interactive way. So there's a library of educational videos. So basically, I mean, there's literally 45 videos of me that are able to be curated to your sort of needs. So if you go under customize, then you can say, okay, I think I'm having problems because of relationship issues. I've also got some medical problems. And basically, it'll feed the videos to you based on how you answer those questions so that you're not watching a bunch of content that doesn't pertain to you. And that whole library is free. And I'm super passionate about sharing that education with basically everyone, you know, that could benefit from it. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yay. This is, it's this so fun. Is so cool. And this is coming from like Thank you. legit person. Like you, you like are, are an expert in this. I mean, you're, you are a fellow of Ishwish, like you, you, yeah. you know, this data. So I love this for the, the Yay. this is awesome. Thank so you. how did they can, Thank uh, you. how did they find it? last part are these pre-recorded sessions with the psychologist that wrote that book, A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex, Lori Mint. So she's recorded videos for us all about communication, intimacy, 22 different topics all in this area. So um, also the great thing is that for your listeners who are healthcare professionals, so any physicians, nurse practitioners, whomever that have an NPI number, they can go to meetrosie, M-E-E-T-R-O-S-Y.com and register on that website with their NPI, and then they go and download the app with the same email address, and that will give them complete access to the free and paid parts of Rosie indefinitely. That's Um, unbelievable. Yeah, and so that way we can share this information with healthcare professionals, and then once they are comfortable with the content and kind of know what we're doing, then they can share it with their, you know, patients or friends or whomever that feel like that they can benefit from the information as well. That is so, so cool. That this yay. is so awesome. So how can people follow you? Tell us how to, you know, follow you on social media and follow Rosie and like get the the free um just yes. feed and information and education. 
Yes. So my personal um, information, like Twitter, I'm L as in Lindsay Harp, H-A-R-P-08. And then my Instagram, which I'm a little bit more active on, is at Baby Mama Doctor. So B-A-B-Y-M-A-M-A and then the word doctor. Um, and my email is Lindsay, spelled L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y, at Meet Rosie. And I'm always open to questions or feedback. Like, y'all are my people. I want to help you in any way that I can. So feel free to email me. Um, and then the product... Um, Instagram can be found at at meet, M-E-E-T underscore Rosie, R-O-S-Y. And then the website, like I said, is meetrosie.com. And that's where, and you can, uh, if you go to backslash professionals, then that's where you can register to get um, free and complete access to the app. That's awesome. That is so great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and for educating us and just for being brave enough to, you know, see a need that women were not getting and develop something to fill that need. It's just amazing. You are amazing. And I just thank Thank you so much for being on the show and, and to all of those, go ahead. I'm one of your biggest fans, Sasha, because (laughs) I follow you and on Facebook, I follow you on Twitter. I read your blog. I listen to your podcast. And so the fact that I get to be on here is like amazing. (laughs) So thank you so much. And also thank you for the opportunity to speak at Brave Enough last year. And for any of you who are kind of on the fence about that, I cannot tell you it, it literally, and this sounds so cliche, but it changed my life. It not only changed sort of the way that I was thinking about things for the three days while I was there, but it changed my actions when I got home Mm -hmm. and it made me be so much more deliberate in planning my days, planning my months, planning my year to where I feel when I go to bed at night that I am working towards the woman that I want to be. You know, I really feel filled with purpose and I really owe a lot of that to you. And so I'm so thankful to be a part of everything that you're doing. So thank you for that opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, you were amazing. And if you guys need a speaker, you need to check out Lindsay. She is phenomenal. She's a great speaker. She owned that stage. So I just want to tell you you. again, thank you for coming on the show. And for all of our listeners out there, check out Rosie, download the app, take advantage of it. It's an amazing product. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production.